Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Second Angelo, joined by the rowdy one, Killer Tim Kilroy. Killer, how the hell are you, my brother? I'm all right. I'm I'm often imitated, never duplicated. That's for darn sure. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> you scare me when you talk like that. <laughs> Killer, we got a, a couple of legends tonight. One in particular we're going to feature. Uh, one is a friend of ours. Come by to say hi. So let me tell you about our special guest tonight. Bruce Swayze was born in 1940 in Kirkland Lake, Ontario, Canada. Began his professional wrestling journey under the tutelage of famed Canadian wrestling coach Jack Wentworth at the tender age of 18 while still playing hockey and being groomed for a career on the ice. But within very short order, he would put away his hockey jersey, hang up his skates, and look for a very colorful pair of wrestling rainbow tights to make his name and forge his way. And so was born the beautiful one, beautiful Bruce Swayze. Among the promotions he called home were CWA, IWA, IWF, the IPW, WCW, BTW, and the USWA. And as a matter of fact, he has a uh, rather well-known cousin by the name of Patrick Swayze. The late Patrick Swayze is, in fact, for shoot, a cousin of Bruce Swayze. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind and our guest, Welcome to the show. This is beautiful Bruce Swayze. How are you, Bruce? Oh, I'm doing all right. I like that promo. You just did a great promo there. I like that. That's my kind of talk. Uh, beautiful. You did, thank you so much for the interview. Or the, uh, the You're quite welcome. That's my background in radio. Hey, coming down. <laughs> uh, we love it. We love it. Scott Case would love it, too. Right, Scott? Absolutely. I've got to brag on you. You know, he... Bruce told me about, uh, I had a brain for it. You know, it's fun being old. You forget things all of a sudden. But uh, uh, it'll come to me in a second, right in the middle of whatever we're getting ready to say. It's so much fun. But uh, I love when Scott Casey does this. Oh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I want to brag on Bruce. Do you know who he played hockey with? Do any of you guys know besides Bruce? I have no Alex idea. Trebek. Alex it's Trebek, really? God rest his soul. Yeah, she yeah. showed me pictures of him, and I couldn't believe it. I said, well, you son wow. of a bitch. You did know him. Yeah. yeah. Played hockey so, with Alex anyway. Trebek. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I played, on, I played yeah. on a celebrity hockey team out of L.A. Uh, for about three or four years, and uh, we played with a lot of the NHL players, the old timers, and, wow. and that was my game. My father's a professional hockey player. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, I had, a, I had a wonderful time playing celebrity hockey. I, and Alex, uh, actually was, uh, come from a town not too far from where I came from in Canada. I came from Kirkland Lake. He came from Sudbury and we've yeah. known each other for years and we, we toured together and played hockey together. And he was a great guy. And, you know, when I lived in LA in, uh, in the Valley there in studio city, he lived around the next hill for me. And, uh, so we were actually pretty close all them years, you know? Wow, that's remarkable. Uh, I got to yeah. ask you, Bruce, uh, how did you come to know um, my uh, my friend, my pal, my compadre, uh, the guy they call the Cowboy, <laughs> Scott Casey? Oh, I wrestled it many times. How's that for a starter? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I met him. I met Scott. Yeah, the son of a bitch always beat me. 
<laughs> no, no. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you something. I shouldn't say this to you because it's going to make your head big. But one of the toughest matches I ever had, I actually had traveled from uh, from Canada down into uh, Charlotte. And uh, I had not much sleep. And uh, I was working with this Scott Casey. And uh, we were in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'll never forget it because when I finished the match, I had trouble getting back. So I stopped in the back of the arena to get my head and my breath. I was on a gas. He, he, he blew me up. I'll put it that way. Wow. And uh, I didn't want to tell him that. Oh, I, you. I was sucking wind. You're up. so and, full. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, right. he's full of shit. Surprised me. I tell you what, he was one of the e- one of the easiest matches I ever had, <laughs> and believe me, I had a hell of a lot of them in my lifetime. But I'm telling you, he really was great timing, great execution. I well, mean, the cowboy, man, you know, I'm and glad he, and he was better looking that. than me too. And it pissed me off because he was better looking than me, and I thought I was pretty good looking, but I get he beat me to it. <laughs> well, Cowboy, let's talk about that. Um, they say wrestling, beautiful Bruce was like um, like having a night off. The, uh, so Bruce, let's talk about that. What was uh, what was the the key to your uh, your your success in the ring? And early on, by the way. Uh, you have this reputation as being naturally uh, gifted. Your timing, as Scott said, uh, your delivery. Um, uh, by the way, your physique was unparalleled at the time. Almost like mine. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go into a career in bodybuilding. You're, you were jacked up, brother. Well, there was times I was pretty jacked up. Yes, I was. And then Scott Casey, too, you know, he was... He was uh, uh, the woman's dream. Uh, when I came in to meet, when I first heard about this guy, uh, you know, it was like he was unreal. He was also a hairdresser. I hate to tell you that, but he also did hair. Yeah, right. He used to cut the hair of the boys. Yeah, I swear. And uh, I always remembered that yeah. from, uh, you know, uh, he was pretty popular with the lady fans, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. well, you know, I, I'll tell you what, Bruce. Uh, we got a, a mutual friend, Eddie Mansfield, that will... Uh, that will attest to all the above. I want to throw yes. the um, the first question we have. I'm going to throw it right to Killer Kilroy. So, Timmy, go fire away, brother. Okay. Um, yeah, Bruce, here's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've read all over the place from one wrestling book to another to the Internet right. to whatever, right? That you and Eric the Red drove oh, Cowboy friend. Bill Watts crazy. <laughs> Can you tell yeah, us about uh, that? You know, I, God bless Eric. I think about him every day, you know. Uh, I met Eric back in 1970, and we toured together for three years or longer, and uh, we were everywhere together. And uh, uh, what a great performer. What a great worker. Uh, unbelievable for a big man. I never met a guy like him. Uh, he had quite a reputation, and uh, and uh, he was just uh, great to be with, and uh, I knew his family, and uh, I loved the guy. You know, we had so many great times. Uh, and, Bruce, the as, you're, as you're telling that story, Bruce, the people at home right now are, uh, are looking at a, a couple of pictures of uh, you and Eric. I believe okay. from, uh, might have been from uh, either Universal Wrestling Federation or United States uh, Wrestling Federation. Could have been, yes, it could have been. You know, we yeah. traveled in territories together, and 
And we used to, uh, we went to Oklahoma together, and uh, we had a pretty good run down there. They looked after us pretty good. And uh, we used to drive Bill or, uh, Bill Watts. Uh, we'd get him going pretty good, you know. And, and uh, we uh, we did a lot of miles there. If we worked in Oklahoma, you you were on the road a lot. And uh, Eric well, they, was a great, uh, great guy. Yeah. As, uh, as Killer kind of brought up, uh, you know, you got under Bill Watts' skin. I heard that it wasn't real difficult to do that. Can you give us a little... Uh, Maybe me and the killer, a little insight into uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. Yeah, I love, I call him Large William. I love Bill. He uh, he uh, brought me into, uh, I was in Puerto Rico, and uh, he was booking in, uh, at the time he was booking in uh, in Florida, and uh, he brought me in there from Puerto Rico, and uh, he, he, he was oh, so good to me. And then he booked me in the Carolinas, and then he booked me to Oklahoma. And uh, I love Bill Watts. You know, I used to get under his skin a little bit, and uh, uh, we we used to have some pretty good times just uh, talking about stuff. But he was great, you know. And uh, well, you mentioned the Carolinas just a moment. Uh, that was uh, I'm uh, probably uh, under the, the Jim Crockett Senior might have been right. Yeah. It was no. He had just passed away, Jim Crockett. Oh, it was okay. So it was Junior, Jim Crockett Junior. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course they had a great crew in there. I'll tell you that, from Valentine to Dusty, everybody came into the Carolinas. Oh, sure. And uh, the spoiler, Don Jardine, and uh, uh, they had a great crew there. Just great workers, and uh, we did a lot of a lot. Of, we had a lot of towns and a lot of travel, but it was just a great spot, and. Uh, I love the the Carolinas. I, I must say, I uh, and I think you did too, Scott. Right? Oh, absolutely. I cut my teeth there. I I, I didn't know hello from Sikkim as far as wrestling went <laughs> until I got around all these guys, and they would, yeah. you know, uh, I cannot remember the guy's name, but I had a match with him, and he called about ten or fifteen high spots in the match. Okay. And I'm trying to remember all this shit, right? And I'm greener than I'm greener than goat shit. And I, it, he he said I messed up one spot, and he took Frank Morell. Do you remember Frank Morell? Oh my God! We, we were tagged. Anyway, he said. He said, "If you mess up the spot, I'm going to break your neck." It scared me enough. I did not miss the spot. But I'm honest to God. Back then, they would. It, it, it wasn't. Let's get in the back room and we're going to talk over the high spots. We right. did them in the ring. You know. Yes. I mean, we, yeah. it, it, yes. I was. I was. Yeah. Everything was done. Yeah. I was. You better get them right. Yeah. I was going to say you better get them right. You get your ass mm-hmm. kicked. You know, and, yeah. and you learned, you, you right. know, I mean, it was, it was something you just, you know, it just, it was ingrained in you. I mean, guys like, uh, Tim Woods, uh, Johnny yep. Valentine, uh, oh, yeah. like you said, Don Jardine, all these guys yep. that I, I'm being repetitive here, but they demanded that you know what the hell you were doing there. I wrestled yeah. against the only Gene Anderson. Yeah, and only one time, and I'm and I'm greener than Gochuda, and like I said, with I was with Les Thatcher, and I'm out there, 
And <clears throat> before the match, the only thing that uh, Ole said, whatever you do, no how, not how you do it, you better go 100%. And, yep, or else they're going to beat the shit out of you, you know. Yeah. It's expected, and we did. You know, it's just well, I, I learned heard, a lot from those guys. I, I yeah. heard Ole's philosophy was it doesn't matter if you fuck up or you do it right. Just go for the gusto. If you're going to fuck yeah. up, do it big. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And I learned a lot. I was, hell, I was scared yeah. to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you guys worked at a time uh, when, and uh, Bruce, you're largely known uh, as a, a singles wrestler. So is Scott. But the both yeah. of you have had some incredible tag team runs. Uh, in yes, fact, we, Bruce, I'm not mistaken, you also managed uh, a couple of tag teams. Well, uh, I was at one of the kangaroos with uh, Al Costello. Sure. Uh, he well, brought me yeah, in, was, and uh, it all started in Indianapolis when we're working for the Bruiser. And he brought right. me in as his tag team partner, and that went well. And, uh, yes. and uh, When did you uh, and uh, Spoiler Tommaso get Dalton? together? Pardon? When did you and Spoiler Tommaso get together? Tommaso, my, who? Spoiler Tommaso. Spoiler Tommaso. Uh, who the yeah, hell is that? I think you just invented that name. I spoiler no is Don Jardine. Don Jardine was a spoiler. And uh, Angelo, and, uh, quit drinking that wine. No, after the match. There <laughs> were two guys. There were two guys that wrestled under Spoiler. Um, well, that was that Don, was, uh, Don Jardine Burrell, was one. Frank Morell. And uh, Don Jardine was the original. Don, Don Jardine was the original. Right. There was also yeah. another guy named Marco Tommaso. I don't know. I, I worked against Tommaso, but not as a spoiler. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. Okay. I used uh, to take his money playing cards. I used to play cards with him in the dressing room. I'd take his money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did either of you guys have a chance to work with uh, George Becker or Johnny Weaver? Oh, I worked with Johnny Weaver many times in Charlotte. They say he was a little snug. I did, can, too. Can, can you, well, he was can part you of the office, you know. He was, he was part of the office, so you had okay. to follow the rules. You know, Weaver, yeah. he was part of the office, but he had the shittiest punch I ever saw in my life. I swear to God. Really? But he got over with people, so who cares? I, that, that's yeah. my own per, personal opinion. <laughs> well, yeah. they, they say that Johnny Weaver had a popcorn punch. Yeah, it needed a little salt and butter on it. Well, he could have, yeah, you know. uh, Oh, shit. But he was a good guy, Weaver. He was a good guy. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some of the the territories back in the day. So uh, before we get to the big break, which uh, I believe what Killer wants to cover, that happened up in Buffalo, I believe. Before we get to that, let's talk about the the territory of Puerto Rico. And you wrestled okay. extensively in Puerto Rico yep. for Carlos Colon. Yep. Yes, several times. I was in there three different times. And uh, we what, went in there, uh, Dalton and I went in there to work against Carlos. And, uh, oh, God, they had the belts in and we got the belts. Uh, Carlos and, uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name. I can't pull it up now. But he was Oh, Puerto uh, Rico. Uh, Jose Gonzalez? You, well, no, it was not Gonzalez. Uh, oh, God. Uh, oh, not awful. I can't pull his name up. I see him right in front of me now, but I can't pull his name up. 
Oh wow! And we got the strap. You're having them. a senior moment. Yeah, we we it's that's rare. Have a <laughs> it's rare. I have, no, I have a lot of those right now. <laughs> but uh, we worked against them. We got the straps, and uh, Dalton and I, and uh, and uh, and uh, it, uh, Puerto Rico was on fire when we got over there. I'll tell you, it was unbelievable. We did great business well, over there. And it was it was, it was when, I was when, over uh, there. It was really dangerous. Uh, were were you, know, you down there when uh, when when our, uh, our our friend? I'm a friend of Barb Bruce. Goodish, uh, Bruiser Brody's uh, uh, widow. Were yeah, you down no, there when Frank was there? After me. He came after me. Also, Frank. Uh, but was I, knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. He was in uh, in uh, in Florida. Was it Florida or Carolinas? He was in, and uh, and uh, we buddied up a little bit, and then. Uh, uh, he he got he got sick or something for a little bit, and he had to go home. Yeah. And uh, I'd never seen him again after that. Uh, of course, he came back and he was wrestling. And of course, that brutal thing that happened to him was in Puerto Rico. It was just unreal. Yeah. Uh, just uh, unbelievable how that happened. And, and and nobody, you know, it was just buried. Yeah. You know, the whole. It was very sad. Yeah, he was a good guy, and and he got a great family. And it was, you know, I know the whole story, and it's just terrible. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. And, his uh, his wife Barb, his wife Barb Goodish, is a very different. Very very sweet, sweet lady, lady, wonderful lady. She's been on on the show here four times already yeah. with me. Wonderful yeah, and lady. His, son too. his son's wonderful too. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, great uh, kid. Great kid. Looks just very, like his father. Well, I'll tell you what. He looks like his daddy, man. He sure yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. one territory, and I'm sure because I know I know Cowboy was either followed you there or was there when you got there. Uh, working Work. the working the coast for uh, um. For Roy Shire in San Francisco, yeah. and I believe while you were there, you may have teamed up with Baron Mikel Cicluna. I worked with Cicluna a lot, and as a matter of fact, he roomed with me in Florida. When he came down, I had an apartment in Tampa, and um, and he became my roommate. And then with Gene Lewis also, we had a nice place yes. in, in, uh, in Florida. And then J.J. Uh, Dillon came down, and he stayed with me when he started down there yeah uh, and uh, jj yeah. is also a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show too yeah he's a good so, guy great know. guy i love like, jj hell of a guy perfect gentleman oh, that's I've never jj met yeah. now either yeah, one good. of you guys want to take this one what was it like working for uh, leroy mcgurk well i mean i i leroy was good with me i'll tell you that i don't know about uh, Scott, I'm sure he was, but I like Leroy. I, I had no issues. Uh, Watch was booking there for him then, you know, and uh, and uh, I, they treated me fine, you know. I, I yeah. went in for one shot for him, and he was a very nice man, and, and he, nice payoff that he gave me, and uh, that was mm-hmm. the only time I was ever there because wow. I had was committed to go to Japan or something like that, and I, yeah. but. Uh, you know, that was. I'll tell you a little me. story about when I first. I'll tell you a little story when I first came into to uh, Oklahoma. I came in. I had a long trip, and I, they had me uh, in the big place in, in Tulsa, and they had me working against Selena Rodriguez. I heard about him, but I didn't know him. Yeah. And uh, and they had a full house, and uh, I'm in there to work with them, and uh, I didn't know that he was a mute. You know he. Oh wow! Know, yeah. I mean, handsome bugger and we had a valet was his wife and uh, anyways i was tired i did a lot of miles that day i drove from st louis all the way in 
and uh, and I remember it was snowing, and uh, I, I went in there that night, and and uh, of course went to the ring and all, and Danny Hodge was there. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so anyways, we started out doing a thirty minute Broadway or whatever it was, I don't know, something like that. And then uh, they came in and buzzed me and said that we got to go longer because uh, Mephisto was stuck in the plane somewhere in the snowstorm, and he's going to be late getting in. Oh, wow. So I was gassed already with Salerno because he's up and down like a racehorse. And uh, <laughs> and you know that, Scott. You know how he worked. He's a great worker. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was out of gas. My ass was sucking wind, boy. And uh, anyways, this went on and and Hodge come running out, I swear, and he threw a bucket of water on me. I swear. This is a, we got a full house there, and he threw this water on me, Hodge did. And I, oh, Jesus, I was glad he did. And anyways, that was just a little thing that went on there, and, and that's when I got to know Salento, and then we did some road trips later down the road, and uh, he was a character, you know, and... Uh, yeah, a great guy and and uh, and all, but that as, was one of the ones I remember very well. You know, and as you're telling your story long, at home, they're watching a, a a slideshow right now with you and some of your famous friends and coworkers, guys like Antonio Inoki and uh, Terry Funk. Yeah, were were close friends for for years and years. Um, Let me tell you yes. here. Let me I want tell to ask story you about happened. Well, huh? I want to ask you about this particular picture I have. Um, uh, it's uh, it's you and Luthez, and interesting. Right next to you uh, is a, a young Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh God, uh, I worked with him. I worked with Randy. His father was my partner in Puerto Rico, Angelo. But Randy oh. came in, and I remember him. We worked together. He worked as a spider. Then he came in. And he was playing double A ball with Cincinnati. He was Cincinnati yes. farm team, and he, we'd work uh, most of the time in Fort Myers. And Randy was so nice, you know. Then he, he yeah. said, "You know." And I remember after a match, he come up to me and he said, "Swayze, I think I'm going to quit baseball and go to stay in wrestling full time." I said, "Well, God bless you, Randy. Your dad was a great one." And I said, "God, I hope I wish you all the best." And he be, we've been friends. Yeah. God bless us all. I think about him. And I'll tell you what, right now, also, the people at home, uh, they are looking at, it's an interesting, it's an interesting piece of film. It's uh, a very buffed up, beautiful Bruce Swayze, uh, and you're facing a guy who also had a, an interesting nickname. They called him Charming Charlie Ziegler. Oh, Tommy Ziegler. Oh, Tom, yeah, there you go, Tommy Ziegler. Uh, oh, what a guy, what a worker, yeah. Yeah, they're Very actually worked. watching this match right now. Tell me your memory of that match. Oh, God. I, Tommy was such a good worker. I worked with Tommy several times. Uh, I don't know which one it was, but... Uh, he, this was a uh, television a match for... Uh, it was did actually I go a, over or did he go over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Who actually won the a match? TV match for the UWF. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Tommy, I worked with Tommy several times in different places, from Nashville yeah. to wherever, and uh, just a great guy. He was a gentleman all the time and a great worker, and uh, I think I got a little nasty with him in that match, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you got a little heated toward the end of that. Um, it, I thought it was going to end up being a DQ, but uh, you know, you won, but you won a clean, decisive victory. One of oh, the few that you won. 
<laughs> one of the few that, that you won. One of the few I won. But I'll tell you what, uh, Killer Kilroy wants to ask you about that big break in Buffalo. Killer, go for it, yeah. brother. So it was like six years after after you started, correct? Right. Yeah, and wh- how did you make that big break in Buffalo? Well, I mean, I, I was uh, actually Johnny Powers, uh, who was a big card. You know, he went to New York, did well. And then uh, he was in Buffalo and he became a big name. And uh, uh, they called me in there if I'd like to work there with Pedro and Johnny and everything. I said, absolutely, you know. And, and uh, Buffalo was good to me. I, I love Buffalo. The territory was on fire. Uh, Valentine was in. All the top guns came in. And uh, it was a good place to work. I enjoyed it. The only trouble we had was the weather, the crazy weather in Buffalo with the snow. And, oh, yeah. my God, Ernie Ladd was with me then. I was uh, his partner, too, you know, and I managed yeah. him. And we had tag teams together and stuff, you know. And uh, he's one of the dear friends of mine of all times, Ernie, Ernie Ladd. He was a wonderful man. Hi, yeah. Can you tell us about your, your time in Detroit? Well, I was in and out of there. They sent me up there from Nashville. I go up there, they fly me in. Ernesto was doing the booking, uh, and he'd bring me in there. And I worked with him, too. And, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, what can I tell you other than, you know, I enjoyed tried it. They were good to me. The Sheik was great to me. He actually got my working papers from, to work in the United States. I heard States. that. Yeah, yeah I heard it was, it was Eddie Farhad, the Sheik, the original Sheik. Yeah. That uh, that life. was instrumental in getting you uh, your yes. your your paperwork. Yes, he did, and he was wonderful to me, and he he, he looked after me, and I had uh, I, I always uh, respected him forever, and his wife Joyce was lovely too, and uh, it was a good territory, you know. I mean, they had a lot of great workers out of Detroit. I worked sure. with Robo many. Oh my and, God! Uh, yeah. Yeah, and sure. uh, Bruce, but, where did uh, where know, did beautiful Bruce Swayze come from? Where did the beautiful well, moniker to, come from? Okay, let me tell you the real story, okay? Because I heard I'll a couple of stories here, brother. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the real one. Here's the real one. And Scott yes, will appreciate this. The day I was born, the day I was born, my mother picked me up and she looked at me. And this is the story I got. She said, you know, I'm going to name him Bruce and I'm going to call him Beautiful Bruce. How do you like that? Oh, I heard that. I heard that. Wow. For shoot. Yeah. I heard that story. That right there. Yeah. Mom called me beautiful Bruce. So that was my handle. And uh, so I just wow. kept it. And, uh, and uh, a lot of the people didn't like it. The other story I heard was that a hairdresser oh. gave you the name beautiful Bruce. Well, no, Scott didn't. No. No, <laughs> no I didn't. <laughs> Scott was a good hairdresser. I went over to his apartment one time. And this is true. Hey. I wanted to get a trim. And he said to me, they said to me, he said, I can't, I'm too busy right now. He had three women in there doing their hair in, in his apartment. I said, geez, this guy's got it all going on. <laughs> I got, I, I'm going to say something. That, yeah, I, well, I'm going to say something that's going to be nasty, but that's me. On Thursdays, go. I had a special. <laughs> I had a special on Thursdays for the women. I do their hair and their snatch to match, same price. <laughs> there you go. You there you go. <laughs> There you go. All right, can we get back to Puerto Okay, Rico? I can't help hey, it. And that's true, too. He did. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I believe. Look, I know Scott Casey. Trust me. I believe yeah, it. Scott's the man now. He, I can't he help it. I was Scott, and he drew the women. <laughs> yeah. 
Go ahead, Timmy. Well, my my mother, I have to say my mother was the reason for that because she made me pretty. I'm not pretty anymore, yes, but she did. But when I was there, look out. Man, you were, it was. Everybody said you got to meet Scott Casey. The son bitch is on fire. <laughs> oh. yeah, he was a hell of a worker. I must say that in front of him, I'll tell you, he was a great worker. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and he, uh, I, he was. You know, popular. Bruce, I've got to, I've got to tell the story uh, again about. Are we there yet? Not brute. Oh. No more brute. Oh, go. Oh. God bless brute Bernard. A six yeah. foot two, two hundred ninety pound guy, and mo- I mean, had the face only a mother could love. And <laughs> he was French Canadian, and he used to. Bruce said, "Watch me mess with him." I said, "What do you mean?" I didn't know anything about ribs back then. We get in the car, we go to the Seven Eleven. We're doing the baloney blowout. We're doing the beer. And we're coming from Norfolk down to Charlotte, right? Oh, God. 440 miles from Norfolk, Virginia, all the way down. I'm going, Bruce, would you quit? He kept saying to Brute, are we there yet? Must have asked him 50 times. All of a sudden, the mustard, the ketchup, the pickles, the bologna came flying up the back seat. He said, I kill you, cocksucker. That was his name for everybody. I'm sorry, folks. I kill you, cocksucker. He yes. says, and Bruce is laughing and sweating. And Brute has got a stranglehold on him. And I'm trying to pull this big bastard off of him. And Bruce is laughing his ass off. He can't quit laughing. He can't say, are you sure we're not there yet? <laughs> oh, God. Who was driving was that one car? Thing. Who was driving that car? Sweet, oh, Sweet Hanson. Sweet Hanson. Yeah, yeah. He I stops know the sweet. car in the middle. He stops the well, car. I had to do something. You know, the you know, I was tired of sitting. You know. Yeah, well, you, know, you but, get bored sitting there. You li- listen to the radio yeah. and everybody bullshitting. Uh, well, you know, Scott, started this. hold on, hold on a second, guys. All right, Casey, you 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 didn't tell the best part of the story, Scott. You gotta tell everybody what happened. Oh. When Sweet Hanson slammed well, the damn brakes on. Yeah, we're going down the freeway, and all of a sudden he slams on the brakes. I thought, God, we're gonna we're gonna die. Go cars are passing us doing seventy, eighty miles an hour, and we get back where we were. And he said, "You motherfuckers!" He said, "I'll kill all of you if you don't find my teeth." He had taken his teeth out and put them <laughs> on his lap, and he had a little hang, a little white handkerchief there. <laughs> And thank God we found it. I mean, here's a guy that was, what was he, about 6'3 or 4, weighed about 340? I mean, he was a yeah. big, big man. Big boy. And, and I, I thought, you know, Bruce, we're going to die. And we find his teeth, and thank God nobody had run over him. I couldn't believe it. Oh That's the only God. thing to say. That to, was the best part. You know, and Bruce, oh, yeah, and yeah. Bruce, Bruce is still going, are we there yet? Good. You're gonna get us killed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That I, that's a that's a great segue, Scott. Because uh, well, Bruce, we're there yet. We are there. So I'll tell you what, my friend. You gave us 30 minutes tonight, as promised. I appreciate you. Uh, I gotta have you back for for a full show, though. Can we do that sometime? Absolutely. 
Beautiful. I well, I know you got to go. You've got, uh, and this man, I will tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, this man truly does have a full plate. Before he came on the show tonight, he did at least one television interview I know of and uh, yeah. was building another addition onto his house. Um, yeah, we did. Uh, you know, my, my, I'll tell you real quickly here, guys. Uh, my wife is a songwriter, Bonnie, and she has a couple of big hits with Hank Jr. and Billy Carrington. And she wrote a song with her co-writer, uh, uh, Stampley, uh, and they wrote a song called Tougher Than Funk. And they're playing it all over uh, Amarillo and and uh, and hold it. Say, come here, Bonnie. I got my wife here. Is she going to tell? You? I got my wife here. Hold on. Yes, sir. Hi there. This is Bonnie. Uh, Tony Stampley, the son of Joe Stampley of Mo and Joe fame. He and yeah, I, I know exactly who they are, oh, Bonnie. Oh. Uh, we wrote a song called Tough as Funk. And it was a tribute to Terry Funk, and it's being played at uh, all across Texas now. This afternoon, Bruce did a show. For NPR Radio, for yeah. Texas, Oklahoma, Western Kansas, Arizona, New Mexico, for National Public Radio beyond next week. Right. And, and uh, the nice thing is, Bruce, she meant to do 10 minutes. She was having such a good time with Bruce, she did 35 minutes plus the song. So it'll be yeah. out on her website next week. We'll give you guys a shout and let you know. We'll send you a link to the show for next week. Oh, please do. Absolutely. By the way, uh, speaking of Terry Funk, I spoke to Terry actually a couple of days ago. Uh, he's feeling good. He's um, you know, He's got some health issues. We all know that. That's never been a secret. He's got some health issues, but he's in good spirits, and he sounds great. And uh, and I, I'm hopefully one of these days we'll get him on the show here. Um, he Absolutely. keeps teasing me. He keeps teasing me with it, but I might have to get, you know, Cowboy Scott Kayser, Bruce Swayze to, you know, to open up the door a little wider for me. But, uh, you know, but Terry's a great guy. He really is. Great guy. And you can buy the oh, yeah. song, Amazon Music. Uh, it's called Tough as Funk. I'm going to give it back to Bruce. Good talking with you. Wonderful. Th- yeah. And, you know, Bonnie, and, and I'll tell you what. Bruce, is Bonnie still there? Yeah. Oh, I well, I would love to have her on. Uh, we have a, a gentleman that co-hosts uh, our spiritual show. His name's Pete Wilcox. Uh, he they okay. call him America's TV Elvis. Uh, he's okay. a songwriter as well. And uh, next week we have a, a song publishing company coming on the show to talk about spiritual music. And I would love okay. to have Bonnie come on either next week or the week after, to talk about the, the art of writing music. Yeah, she could she do that. She'd love that, yeah. She did, Terrific. She's good at it. Some big hits. And I know where to reach I, her. I, I just call you. <laughs> you want? Yeah. I got, I, I got to jump in here and say one thing. Go ahead, You're talking Scotty. to a lady. You're talking to a lady and a man that have been together, I hope I get this right, 45 years? Is that right? right? That's it. You've been yeah, married. That's right. That's yeah. right. And how she put up with your ass, I don't know, for 45 <laughs> years, but God bless her. No, I'm just teasing. But that's the truth. I just wanted to brag about it. Yeah, well, well I'll tell you what, Bruce. It's been an, an honor. It really has been an honor and a pleasure having a beautiful Bruce Swayze right. on the show tonight. 
We will have you back. I promise, Bruce, we will have you back. Um, if you can Good. clear up your schedule for a full hour, that would be wonderful. Um, I will. I will. I promise you I will. And have, get Scott on there with me, too. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, you bet. Yeah, absolutely. We, we can bet. talk. We'll, we'll, well have I'm a little more of a to tonight, my friend, because I know you got a handful, all right? Okay, buddy, and uh, thank you for the all the information, and thank you for uh, the kindness, and we appreciate it. And, appreciate and, and Scott, God bless you, brother, and give me a call. I will, Honored Bruce. I love you, Bruce you, and I Swayze, will. Everybody. Okay. Beautiful Bruce okay. Swayze. All right. Great Bye-bye. energy. Scott, are you still with me? Yes, sir. All right, Angie here. How you doing, baby? You've known this oh, guy I'm a fine. long time, Scott. You've you've known him a oh, long time. Oh God. Almost I wanna say forty five years. As long as he's been married, I think I've known him. Yeah. You know, a, a class act all the way around. You can't deny that at all. He really Oh, is. no denying and it. I and I'll tell you what. Do. You know, I could see the two of you working together, you know. You got that handsome cowboy good look, and he's got a body like a, you know, like a Greek god. He was built, man. I don't tell you what. He was packed. Yeah, he was. He you was, know? He was stacked all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was. You know, I, and yeah. I want people to know. I didn't mention it while he was on the show, but I'll say it now because I know he won't hurt me. But Bruce Swayze's 81 <laughs> years old, and bench press is 270. Okay? I'm not... Killer Kilroy. Yeah, I want to hear I'd what like I to say. He's 81 and benches 270. What? Imagine that. He, I, it, I, I, that's unbelievable. unbelievable. Now, I'm yes, 62 really and I have trouble and benching my cup of coffee. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Go. I can't even bench a bench a 12 ounce curl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, cowboy got that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, Scotty, what's uh, uh, what's what's next for you, kid? What's going on? Well, I'm still pushing my book, and I'm getting. I ordered fifty more of them, and uh, they go pretty quick. I'm going to yeah. try to get a meet and greet down in Temple, Texas, and uh, push yeah. the books and the pictures and stuff. And uh, I'm going to try to get Eddie Mansfield down there because without him, I couldn't have done it. Believe me, he. Well, I'll tell you what, let's shout out to our friend Eddie Mansfield. Um, I talked to Eddie yesterday. Eddie's doing well. He's busier than a beaver. Um, Really busy guy. He's in, you know, people who know Eddie's in television production and he's got like five different shows going right now. So he's, yeah, he's always doing something. So let me tell everybody about your book. It's called One Last Ride, Tales of Cowboy Scott Casey. And it is, this book is like a car ride with a, a legend season journeyman wrestler. It's that you're, you're taking a ride, you're in the passenger seat, and Scott is just telling story after story, you know, how he got started, uh, some of the characters he's met along the way. It's a, It really is... And I've said this before, Scott. It's really not like an autobiography. It's more like a a how-to book on wrestling. It's really like a <laughs> how-to how to survive in wrestling. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's 
yeah, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, it was so different than what we have nowadays. And you had to you had to stay on your toes. And like I said earlier, Frank Morell told me he was going to beat the shit out of me if I messed up the next uh, high spot. And the high spot was, oh, I want to say 15 different moves. Oh, Try sure. doing that, you know, and it, you know, and I thought, man, this is never going to happen to me again. I'm in Florida, and I'm wrestling uh, Ivan Koloff. The, wow, know, the, the Russian uh, bear. What do they call him? The Russian bear. Yeah. Yeah, the and Russian bear. We're we're getting ready to do we're getting ready to do the finish. He said, Scott, I forgot the finish. I couldn't. <laughs> Here's a guy that is just unbelievable in the ring, and, and I told him what it was. And we we got to it, but I thought, you know, even the great ones can mess up every once in a while. Absolutely, it, it, of course. It's just, you know, we had, and it, it it's just like, uh, I, and I I'm I'm being repetitive here, but I'm talking no, about Luthes. I, I I love Luthes, and he taught me so many different things. And he's out there one day, and I'm I walk through the curtains behind him. I said, Lou, what are you doing here? You know, the first match is on. He said, Scott, you can always learn and you can always steal moves from guys. You just have to watch. And I, Absolutely. And I used that most, all my life. You know, it was just sure. well, as long as I was wrestling, you know. But, I mean, here here was a great, great guy. We went to Kuwait, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> wow. And we're over there now. They don't drink in that country unless it's a private club. Yeah, we get yeah. back to Heathrow Airport in London, England, and Lou, we all start pounding the whiskey and everything, and all of a sudden Lou goes, "I can't see." I said, "What?" He said, "I can't see." I said, "Lou, your glasses are on top of your head, you crazy <laughs> man!" <laughs> but I loved oh him to death. What a yeah! I mean, well, he I was just what a even in his sixties. I'll tell you what, Scotty, I have sorry, a, a co-host here that's chomping at the bit to ask you some questions. Timmy, you got a legend here, brother. Start picking his brain. Okay, well, you know, I kind of ask, pick people's brains, maybe the same question every week, but I get a, I get a different answer every time. So, oh. I guess what I'm say, trying to say is that mainly you did the territories, right, Scott? Yes, sir. I sure did. Okay. So All over. the ter- the territories. Did you go in did you go into Puerto Rico with uh with um Bruce? Uh, I I saw him there. We we didn't work together, but you know, we exchanged uh, highs and buys and stuff like that. But yeah. uh I was with Eddie Graham in Florida and he flew us in there and it was the funniest thing. You know, we were wrestling there, and the the population is predominantly black. And it seemed yeah. like every other person there was up in a tree or something trying to get out the matches. I thought, <laughs> unbelievable that they would do that. You know, and I, I'm watching. You wouldn't see that in the United States, but they didn't have trees around the arena like what we had down there. But uh, Carlos Colon, tremendous promoter. Great payoff, man, and I really enjoyed my time. And I only went down there one time, but I, I enjoyed it. I really did. 
Okay. That's um, great stuff. Got off of so back, to me. back then, from what I hear, you didn't get a big payday unless you put asses in seats. Is that true? And Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, but that was the way it was all over the United States. If you didn't get out there and bust your ass, and the funny thing about it when I say bust your ass, the first match, it set precedence as to how the night was going to go. You exactly. better get out there, jump in the air. You better get it like Joe Blanchard used to say. You better get out there and shit in your hair because I guarantee you if you don't, the people are going to just go, ah, I don't want to come back to this. Yeah. There Here's goes your what payday. bothers me, there Scott. Goes your payday. Here's what bothers me, Scott, and, and Timmy brings up a good point. Um, you know, and, and, you, and you also bring up a good point. The first match, you're absolutely right. It set the precedent. It set the tone for the night. It bothers me, and, and Timmy, I want your opinion on this too. The, the term curtain jerk, they use that term now for the first opening match. They call it the curtain jerk like it's an insignificant, almost blasé position to be in. Well, the thing of it is, it's because their style of match was nothing like what we used to do. It was always what we did. We had to get out there, and like I said, and set the precedence. Nowadays, it, everything is completely scripted. Yeah. You can see it in their moves. You can see it in the way they talk. I mean, obviously, the promos are, were that way, but I mean, the people just... I mean, it, the first match nowadays, you better be doing 120 and, and level off at 200 miles an hour, yeah. or else you're not going to get the people going. And that we weren't that way. We had to tell a story. We had to make people believe everything we did in that ring was for real. And you know, uh, I'm going to stop just, you right there. I got a very I, dear friend of mine, a <clears throat> very dear friend of mine, Davy O'Hannon. He said. The people oh. believed because we believed. Is that your yeah, philosophy, right. Scott? The people believed. Oh yeah, because I mean, it. they did, and uh, Davy is right. And I haven't talked to him in a hundred years. If you see him again, give him a big kiss for me. I I'm going to do better he than was, that. I'm going to get two of you on this show next week. Okay, sound like a winner. I'll yes, be sir. glad to do it. Well, you know, I should tell people that uh, Scott Casey, in addition to being a frequent guest on my show, is also a very dear friend of mine. And we talk often. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I, and I, 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 I want to tell people how we met. It's funny. Uh, and I've told the story once before. Well, maybe twice before. We met at the Philadelphia Spectrum in 1985-87, uh, somewhere around there. Um, right, you had right, come in right. for a one shot and then I think Vince brought you back in 89 or 90 for, I think you were here for like a year, right? Somewhere like somewhere around a year. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for a while, you know? Yeah. And, uh, still disappointed of my run up in New York, but yeah, you know, when you, if you're not the old timers used to say, if you're not figured in. 
You're just one of the girls in the show. And that's what I was, you know. And prior to that, we set all kinds of records in Texas at uh, Hemisphere Arena. Me and Eddie Mansfield. Oh, my God, yeah. Scott Casey and and Eddie Mansfield. Oh, my God. You guys busted attendance records, like, everywhere you went. Everywhere you went. Yes, we did. But, you know, like I said, I'll be repetitive here and say, if you're not figured in, you're not figured in. And I didn't know anybody up there. The only person I knew, and this was the only reason I got up there, was Pat Patterson. I knew yeah. Pat and Louie, his friend, and uh, they were, I, I met them at the matches one time, and we yeah. became friends. And he, I, my mother even cooked baked chicken and green beans and mashed potatoes. What a blase dinner. But it, they loved it. They had a great time. And yeah. Pat never forgot me. And when I was, after that run in, in uh, San Antonio, he called me and said, you want to come to New York? And I said, yes, I'd, I'd love to. And I, and yeah, that's I, really it, it around, around, you know? yeah, I really so, wish they'd have done more with you. I really wish they'd have done more with you. What do you think, Timmy? What? Go for it. Okay. Um. How was it working for Senior? Did you work for Senior or did you work for Vince jo- Junior? Junior. I worked for Vince Junior. Right. And yeah. uh, it's it, it's funny. I'll I'll tell you a quick story. At the end, I worked up in New York, and it probably almost three years, two and a half, something like that. And I knew a bunch of us were going to get our walking per- papers, and we were in Odessa, Texas. And so I went in there and I said, Vince, in 1990, do I have a job with you or not? He said, no. He said, I want you to go down to Atlanta and blah, 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 and all this. You know, and he said, we really didn't know that much about you. And I went, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. But he said, I told him, I said, Vince, I'm 250 pounds. I'm hard as a rock. and, and, And I thought I looked pretty good in the ring. He said... I said, Vince, I can accept failure when given a chance to fail, but you never gave me a chance. Well, we really didn't know what we could do with you, Scott. It just didn't, uh, you know, he said, probably my fault that we didn't work it out right. But he did, after that, put me on the Survivor Series, and I made a pretty good payday. And I, There was eight of us, four on each team. Harley Race, the Giant. Dino Bravo, and I can't remember whoever it was. But anyway, they're all passed away now, and yeah. we're all still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys like Tito Santana. Uh, oh, God, I'm thinking. Uh, Jake the Snake. Uh, yeah. Another guy and me. But anyway, it, you know, it, it was nice of him to give me a nice payday for that. Prior to that, <clears throat> I used to call it we were on the buttermilk run. <laughs> yeah. In other words, nobody yeah, wanted to be on it, but that, we that did it. Term, you know? That was a term Larry Zabisco used, too. Tell everybody what the buttermilk run was. Well, you know, you, they usually had three shows a night running somewhere. And, yeah. uh, you know, we were... They would have not the major stars there. I mean, well, we had Jake the Snake. He would come there, uh, Ultimate Warrior. 
And I, I remember telling Ultimate Warrior, he said, man, this is terrible. He said, I, I don't know whether I can take it or not. And I I said, you're on the buttermilk one. You're making a money, but not a lot. I yeah. said, just hang in there. And I told his name, Jim Helwig, and I said, Jimmy, yeah. I guarantee you, because I've been in this business long enough, I've been in it almost 20 years by the time I was up there. Yeah. I said, if you will just be fucking patient because he wasn't i said yeah you're gonna be the next world champion and guess who was the next world champion yeah sure ultimate war yeah absolutely you know, but uh, i mean just i know my talent i know the guys and uh, it's just like i'm wandering off here but this is a good thing the yeah. uh, booker t and his brother stevie ray sure they came into houston and uh they lived there and they came in and Ivan said, Scott, I got these two big guys coming in. I want you to look at them and see what you think. I got in there, and here these two came through the door. Unbelievable bodies on them and could move around. And I, you only had to show them one-time things. And that's what I did. And I told them, I said, look, just be patient. You'll yeah. get your chance. I said, they're going to call you the N-word. They're going to say everything about you to your face and, and behind your back simply because they're jealous. Yeah. And uh, I said, but yeah. it'll work. And guess who was like world champion for him? Booker T was. I don't sure. know if Stevie Ray was, but they were they were uh, tag partners quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, they held the tag championship for, for a long time. Yeah. Jimmy, how long did yeah, Booker yeah. and Stevie... Hold the tag belts. They had to, they had to hold the, that tag belts three four years. Had, yeah, I was going to say about a wow. four year run and with them. They were with and they were with. God bless her, Sherry. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, yeah, Sherry Martell. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. Could yeah. probably whip half the asses that were in the ring. I mean, she was a tough broad. She really was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for I real. I got to tell you, but, it's and, and a sweetheart. Uh, Sherry's best friend lives right across the street from my house right now. Yep. Uh, Kathy Fitzpatrick. She lives right across the street. Really? Like literally out that window. Yeah. Well, I know the name, but she was Sherry's best friend. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, my God. You kidding? Watch the show that we did on Sherry Martell. Ladies Night Out, it was called. Yeah. Great show. Scotty, I'll tell you what, brother. Um. You uh, you are always here to rescue me and pull me out like the damsel in distress. Um, you know, hey, you're my well, friend. We're, we're just let me tell you real show, quick. You know, we're, hey, Angie, we're just like uh, Louis Dondero, who was Pat Patterson's lover. Yeah, used to. He told me one time this, and I never forgot it. He said, and this applies to you and me, not being lovers, but he said, a friend's a friend. A dollar's a dollar. You can spend that dollar, but you can't spend that friend. And that's Amen. the way I that's feel right. about you. That's right. Absolutely. Right. And we're both girls in the show. Absolutely. That's brother, right. I'm going <laughs> to let you go. You have a great oh, night, I thought, brother. I thought you didn't have any balls, Ange. That's a whole nother story. That's a, that's a different <laughs> show. <laughs> Scotty, right. I'm going to have to let take you care. go, brother. Have a great night, and I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. You got it, brother. Take care. Scott Casey, everybody. Cowboy Scott Casey.
All right. Well, killer, it's just you and us uh, chickens over here. Good show tonight, brother. Good show. Real oh, good show. Great show. Great show. So your thoughts on beautiful Bruce? Well, put it to you this way. You know, I tried getting in some. I couldn't get in any words in edgewise. That's how good the show was. That's yeah, and that's amazing for you not to get <laughs> any words in. I couldn't get any words in. I and know. Well, I you did, know what? When you have guys like that, Timmy, that are just so full of stories, you know, you do go. just sit back and let them roll. Let them just let them go. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much what you got to do. Just sit back and let them go. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, brother. We got a great show next week. We're going to cover ring psychology and storytelling what happened to storytelling and ring psychology and i got a special guest next week that's going to join us his name is seth witz he's from uh, seattle washington and he is a historian on wrestling and boxing and he's going to talk about how boxing and wrestling joined as uh, cousins to each other and how storytelling is uh, is as equal in boxing as it is in wrestling. And people would never think that, but you're telling a story just in a different kind of story, you know? Yeah. But I the know that. psychology, how to use psychology in the ring as a wrestler, as a boxer, uh, as a, a football player on the field. What's the art of psychology is missing in sport. And Seth is going to come on and smarten us up, as they say. Um, so, uh, Timmy, what other uh, what other show ideas we got coming up? We're tossing some stuff around. What would you like to see? Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, we, we, we went through it t- tonight. And I can't remember what the heck it was. So I'm having a brain fart. But you're allowed. You're old. Well, <laughs> what, well, you know, you're you're so old that when you fart, you fart dust. So um, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, Those you know jokes, thinking, by the way, are like 50, 60 years old. Uh, well, you know, what can I say? You know, hey, they still work for you. They st- and 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 they, you still laugh at them. So I do. <laughs> I can't because every time I hear them, I think of Len Galloway. <laughs> Rest in peace, Len. Yeah, rest in peace, Len. I'm um, telling you what. what I would, well, listen, I'll tell you what, brother. We uh, This was a hell of a show. It was a good one. It, um, it was. Everybody can reach uh, Tim Kilroy on Facebook. You can find him there. You can find him on, you got a Twitter or Instagram, any of that, no, Timmy? I don't. Just Facebook. Yes. If you want to hit him up on Facebook, feel free to. You can hit me up at Wrestling With The Future Podcast. Join the club. There's a three hundred and twenty plus strong uh, on our uh, our Facebook page, and growing every day. Fortunately, thankfully, and so uh, and if you want to just hit me up, that's Angelo Decipio on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, so here's here, here's here's a question I have. I, yeah. I can I can I plug a show that's coming up. November 13th. Is that for uh, for Jaden? Nope. nope. Oh. Nope. Okay, sure. Absolutely. All right. This show is in Millville, New Jersey. 
It is a fundraiser for a woman that had a medical problem. Okay. Um, his, the guy who is running the show is his name is his wrestling name is Atticus. It's IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling. Okay, I know who they are. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be there that night. Okay. Uh, there's good. It's going to be a lot of action. Okay, so it's a uh, it's a, a IWA Pro. IWA in, Vintage Pro. Vintage and, in, in Millville, New Jersey. Millville, New Jersey, at what they call the Phenom Factory. The Phenom Factory in Millville. Uh, Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, if you have any uh, trouble cause. finding it, just hit up Tim Kilroy on Facebook, inbox him, and he'll be glad to uh, to give you all the info. Uh, and if you if you want to go, hit us up here at the show, and we'll get you all the info you need. All righty. So take care on that one, my friend. Have a great evening. I will see you one week from tonight as we okay. welcome Seth I'll be here. and Wrestling Psychology. For Tim Kilroy, I'm Psychic Media Angelo. Have a good one, everybody. Happy wrestling, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.